another episode of the anarchist experience episode 339 aka year seven week 37 uh, coming at you this week as always i'm your host mr richie rich along with mc and since this is now live on clubhouse uh follow us on clubhouse the the club is the anarchist experience or you can follow me directly at riches for rich r-i-c-h-e-s the number four r-i-c-h uh to get the little notification thing when i actually start the club or start the room in the club to do this show live and it's usually around four o'clock or so eastern standard time where i'm at so that's good for me um i don't know where you guys are at when this when you listen to this but that's that's when we do the live show so if you're around during that time get the notification from the clubhouse thing and participate if you so choose to because if you don't participate then we just read through headlines and that's you know that's doable that's you know never what the show was designed for but that's what we end up doing so that being said how are you this week, MC? Um, pretty good. Not much going on. Um, the big news is the the debt ceiling, but we've talked about that before. It's kind of boring. They're yeah, it's raise it's the, the same shit every year. There there is no actual debt ceiling because they can raise it. <laughs> so, but they they make a big production out of raising it though. Like that's the value of having it, right? Is so that they can go like, yeah. well, we've got to do something about this. Let's just raise yeah, it. Well, it it makes them look like they're doing something. But all they're doing is harming the uh, the economic value of everyone involved. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I, I guess was it this week or last week or whether uh, Joe Biden got the booster. You see this nonsense? Mm. Are you aware of this or something that you got something done and it was like a production. They did it like on a soundstage with a oh, fake yeah. background. So, yeah, okay. it, was a, it was probably a fake booster and a fake set. Well, uh, it was into, it was definitely a, a fake, set into a fake president. <laughs> yeah, that's the conspiracy part of it, right? Is you know because it was because it was a set set uh, uh, like a theater set instead of just wherever he happened to be, you know, doing this thing. That you know, oh, they're like, oh, well, if they if they faked the set, then they didn't definitely didn't give him the booster. I mean, okay, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't really care if they gave him the booster or not. Um, it's kind of to me. To me, it's it's pointless. It's pointless to get. Well, I don't know. Do do whatever you want. You know, that's what I say. That's my general feeling. Do whatever you want. Like I had a a, a, a customer come into work, my normal job, uh, yesterday. I think she's like, uh, do, do do I have to wear the mask in here? I uh, do whatever you want. Like, I don't care. You know, do whatever you want. And then like another customer came in and had a mask on. He's like, well, he's wearing a mask. Well, I should put mine on. And I go, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> like. <laughs> I was pretty clear when I said, do whatever you want, you know, that I don't, and I don't care, uh, with all due respect, I don't care. Right. You know, right. So it was, uh, there was, you know, there's, there's definitely, uh, an anti-mask crusade amongst libertarians here in New Hampshire. Right. Mm -hmm. And I understand why, because generally I'm on their side. 
right? Like, I don't want to wear one. I don't think I have to wear one. Um, so anything that I can do to like not wear one, I'm for, right? Uh, but then one of them, like earlier today on social media, posted uh, a picture of like uh, face paint that uh, th- that screws up the facial recognition technology, right? It's like <laughs> yeah. facial recognition obscuring face paint. And I go, just wear the mask, bro. <laughs> Right. If that's your goal, if you don't want them to see your face, you know, just just wear the mask. Wear a mask. It doesn't have to be like the the fact of the matter is like right now because masks are such the 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 in vogue thing. Um, you can pretty much just wear anything, you know, and you'll be fine. Like I spent I think eleven bucks on a face shield pair of sunglasses because I think they're hilarious. It's just sunglasses that covers your whole face. That's some big sunglasses. It is, but it's hilarious. Like I bought the silver one, so it has like you know, kind of looks like the in, in the the, uh, the Cobra Commander reflection. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm trying to build you know this entire cosplay costume right around this goofy fucking face mask. Uh, and, you know, I'm like, all right, what can I get? Can I get a blue helmet? Like, do I get a blue helmet to go with this goofy thing? Like, if it's gonna be goofy, <laughs> might as well go all out goofy. <laughs> Um, and then I went like, no, this is dumb. This was like 11 bucks. I don't want to spend hundreds of dollars on a stupid costume. But although right. Halloween is coming up, so you never know. Probably not going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, just if, if your goal is to like obscure your face, right, then this, this is the best time ever. Um, and to the point where like before masks were like all the rage, I was pulled over in Hawaii a number of times for wearing a neoprene face mask while driving. Right? I, just, <laughs> I just fucking wore it. Why? Because I don't, I, you know, sunglasses, black do-rag, black sunglasses, black face mask. You don't want to look in your rearview mirror and see me. Uh, <laughs> like, that's the ultimate, like, I'm, I'm, I'm moving over. I'm getting out of your way, sir. Uh, get up. But I've pulled over a number of times for it. And sometimes I have been ordered to remove the mask. And other times I have been asked to remove the mask. And when they've asked to remove the mask, I politely declined. Right? Like, is that a request or an order? No, it's just a request. I'm like, well, then no, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Uh, and so now the tides have changed, right? But I'm still, like, I wore that, you know, primarily while driving. I didn't wear it around town. But now if that's your goal, if your goal is to obscure your face from, you know, prying eyes and security cameras, well, you have a built-in excuse. Wear the mask. And if you don't even like, like, wearing the mask, get one of those fake masks, right? Because up close, you, uh, you have to be up close to tell that it's, you know, just a, a mesh thing. Uh, but from far away, you know, it, look, it covers your face. So you throw that on, it's a pair of sunglasses, and boom. Like, your face is obscured. You need not worry about clown makeup uh, in, in odd patterns to do this. You can, you can blend into the crowd and obscure your face at the same time. So I just thought that was funny. Yep. But yeah, no, no, fake, no fake boosters uh, for me. Avoiding, avoiding that nonsense as much as possible, especially since I've had the COVIDs. And survive the COVIDs. Um, yeah, supposedly that's a, a real big debate. It's it's kind of silly to me. I mean, they're bringing this up in Congress saying, we shouldn't have to force people that uh, already had COVID to get the COVID shot. It's like, that should, it shouldn't even be debated, debatable. I mean, you've, you've already had it. You got over it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Why would you, why would you put more stuff in your body? <laughs> See, and I agree with you, and yet, you know, on a on a small a small scale, I'm glad that someone's standing up for the you know the naturally immune, 
right? <laughs> well, I know, it, but because if they weren't debating even... it, if they weren't debating it, it's going to be it's going to be a mandate. Like that's that's what's on the horizon. Right, I understand that, but it should it shouldn't even. It's it's it's. Look, if you don't want it debated it, in Congress, you're going to have to elect doctors and nurses into office instead of lawyers and retards. Like that's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right now, yeah. who's guess, in there? I guess is not that's qualified. where we are. Yeah. I guess I guess that's where we are. <laughs> uh, people have no idea what is going on in reality, um, and and I know there's some forces that are powerful, like the pharmaceutical companies, but. Sure. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's 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 too far. It's too far for me to yeah. comprehend. So forcing somebody to get a vaccine that has already gotten over it. Forgive. So, is and, and the other way they ex- is to explain it is 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 people who have had measles um, should not get the measles shot. And yeah, that's standard. And I don't know why they're. And that's the thing. There's, there's been so much rewriting of viruses. Uh, since COVID, it's like people collectively forgot everything that they thought. I mean, what do you mean by rewriting? Be, um, you know, when when COVID nineteen came out, um, one of the first things that they that I noticed from the uh, re- reports was that people with vitamin D deficiency were getting sicker. Ah, yes, like, and obese. Like, okay, yes, and 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 yeah, all those things, but. That's the case for pretty much all viruses. You know, you're, if you're vitamin D deficient and you're overweight, you're going to have a harder time with most things. So I don't know why, why did they just pretend that, did, that that fact doesn't exist anymore? It's, it's, it's so crazy. Because it did not serve their greater purpose of culling right. the population. Yeah. So agenda 30, whatever it is, I don't know. <laughs> so for, forgive me for like, you know, sounding like I may be coming to the defense of politicians. Um, but it's, it's, I, I would, I would make the claim that it's unreasonable to expect that they have all the knowledge possible to make the right decision. Right. Like they're not, they're not qualified to say whether or not. You, well, sure. But it's, it's like they, they don't have the knowledge of a third grader, you know, and that's what, I'm I'm pissed off at. I mean, okay. I'm I'm talking about the people who want to enforce a mandate on people who have already had the the disease, right? And I and that's where I was getting at. So no no one is that qualified, especially collectively in Congress, right? That that's not their specialty at all in life is knowing what to do. So I take up issues when they they are clearly unqualified and unknowledgeable and could not possibly obtain the correct amount of knowledge to make this decision, right? I take up issue when they then try to mandate it for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. you know, you're not even qualified to make the decision for yourself, let alone 300 million people across the country. So how, how about you like, you know, eat some humble pie, right? And not do anything and then just let people make the decisions that they believe is right for them. And hey, you do the same thing. Right. If you want the vaccine and you want the booster, by all means, it's now available to you. Uh, but don't force me just because, you know, you need some reassurance that you made the right decision for you. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a lot of what it is, is that if they if they succeed in forcing everybody, then that makes them right. And that's what they want. 
most. Yeah. They won't. Well, and, and from the beginning, that's what I said. This, this thing is so insidious that they will be right either way. Right. I think so, someone might've been the grassroots Institute in Hawaii, put like a meme out or something that said, you know, cases are going up. Therefore we were, we did the right thing by locking everything down. Right. Cause, cause it would have mm -hmm. been worse otherwise. And then if cases go down, they're like, oh, we did the right thing. Locking everyone down is what is lowering yeah. the cases. So no, yeah. so no matter what, they get to be right. And so they just, they force that down on everyone, regardless of, you know, the opportunity cost or the potential outcomes that we might have otherwise seen had they just let things take yeah. their natural course. So re recently I told a few people that I actually would get the COVID vaccine if it was designed for... Uh, Delta, because Delta is the one going around right now. Um, Alpha kind of puttered out and uh, Delta took over. So uh, the vaccine was designed for Alpha and that's why it's not as nearly as effective uh, with Delta. Um, so it's just not worth it to me to get the the Delta vaccine. Um, I'm pretty sure that the vaccine is safe for most people, but like I said, it's not worth it. <laughs> it's, and yeah there's 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 still a potential risk and you know if, but there's a risk either way right, right there is and so you you have to weigh them out individually and decide for yourself right and that's what's not so, being allowed to happen in the public discourse right well they're they're trying their best to right stop like, any any dissenting views so we, like it's it's pretty clear we know that the vaccine will have side effects up to and including death for some percentage of people mm -hmm. right like that's indisputable so what the what the vaccine mandate proponents want to do right is force you to risk your life to assuage their concerns right like you could yeah, be the one who dies and they want you to take it anyway because that loss of life for the greater good is a noble sacrifice. Yeah. And even if the risk of dying from it didn't change, but the, um, the efficacy or, you know, how, how good it works. Um, if that was improved, then I would probably take it. Okay. Cause, um, I think it would be cool to you know, prevent other people from getting it, stopping the spread. Uh, you know, and, but I still think everybody should have the right to choose whether to do that or not. But, yeah. Um my my whole thing right now is that it's not nearly effective enough. It's it's obvious it's not. Like the uh Singapore they had you know over 80% vaccination rate and the they've actually they're they're having lockdowns now uh to stop the spread because the it's it's spreading so much. Yeah. Um so it's it's obvious that the vaccine isn't good enough and and so that's my that's currently my biggest frustration right now. So anyway, yeah. I think we've probably talked enough about vaccines. Okay. <laughs> well, one, one final thought for me then, like the reason that I wouldn't take the vaccine is because there is no way that they've had the appropriate amount of time to study the long-term effects. Mm -hmm. And I go like, I'm not in the, right. You, you tell me what it looks like in 10 years and then maybe we'll have a talk. Yeah. So right. I'll make my prediction that I think it's pretty safe. Um, I think, uh, the, the initial, uh, impact of the vaccine is probably the most dangerous thing. I don't think it's actually going to cause much long-term immune system damage. Um, but yeah, 
the only way to find out is to get there. So that's my prediction that right. that uh, the people that got the vaccine are probably going to be all right if they uh, didn't get too much damage from the initial impact. And generally, I want to agree with you, right? Like if, if I was making a prediction, I would probably make a similar prediction as yours. But at the same time, having had the virus, survived the virus, and weighing that out, going like, well, if I get the Delta variant, how much worse can it be? Because... It's not like I. It's not like I got hit very hard with whatever variant I got. You know, the first go around, right? I go like, I'll survive that too. I'm pretty confident about that. I know others have said that and died, right? And that's like that's evidence well, on the other side. I, well, I'm pretty sure your natural immunity is going to take care of uh, Delta and the 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 one coming after that too. Right. So. And I'm I'm betting I am betting my life on that. Right, <laughs> obviously, versus the vaccine, I, I I will bet my life on that, as opposed to you know something I don't necessarily need, um, for a problem that I don't really think is that big of a deal, where mm-hmm. the long term effects have not had the time to be studied, regardless of what you might think about the effects only being you know most problematic in the short term. Uh, the reason we know that already is because that's the only opportunities we've had to study that. Right, mm-hmm. we know what the short-term effects are upon immediately receiving the vaccine, because that's the only thing that's the only information that's been provided thus far. So yeah, but you do you, bro. Like if you want to get the vaccine, fine. You know, you listening out there, if you want to get it, fine. I don't care. You don't have to tell me. I don't need to know your vaccine status. I'll, I'll assume you're vaccinated if I see you wearing a mask as well, because that's how we roll here. Yeah. Well, I just I don't want to get a vaccine for something that's not effective. Like, what's the point? Understood. So stupid. But how much proof would you need that the the Delta variant vaccine, when it comes to pass, if it does come to pass, right, like the one you're willing to get, how much evidence would you require? Like, what's the burden of proof for you to go like, nope, this is effective, and I'm going to do, I'm going to, um, I'm going to do my part. It well, I I would have to find some some doctor or information that I trust uh, that says how how it's different and. And I'd probably, I'd probably, probably six months would probably be my limit. But so the problem is, there's another problem, is that if if they make a, a Delta variant uh, vaccine and it's effective, well, what about the next one? And so if Delta is on its way out and the next variant is spreading the world, uh, then I'm still not going to get it, right? Because yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, it's not likely I'm going to get Delta, so. Who cares? You know. Then, then you end up. Then you end up with COVID season, much like you have flu season. Exactly, right? and that's that's what the WHO said is going to happen. The World Health Organization. So, and I don't really believe them either. But um, it seems like that's a very well. That seems like a rational possible. prediction. Yeah. Right. Because be, because with the flu vaccine, right? There's there's multiple variants of the flu, and they predict like years in advance, which one they think is going to hit. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, that's the vaccine that gets produced. And not right. and, and so you get vaccinated against a possibility, like the most likely possibility. Yeah. And, and, and that's completely pointless to me. I think it's much better just to make yourself resistant to all the flu viruses by um, making yourself healthy. <laughs> yeah, proper diet, exercise, <laughs> supplements when needed. Sure. Right. Um. And I get that, you know, elderly people may have a problem with that, but mm-hmm. fine. Then they're, they're going to take the COVID vaccine on an annual basis, maybe two times a year, right? Whatever, whatever it happens to be, uh, to, pre- to prevent 
against a one possible outcome, right? Like the, the variant that they think is around the corner um, in the years to come, right? And, and, and if you don't get that variant, well, then you got a worthless shot. And if you do get that variant, then fine. Um, but there's, there's no guarantee. And much like the flu, it's, it's a numbers game of them predicting it in advance. There's, there's a number of countries that, that are proclaiming they are going to just uh, stop with all the, the crazy lockdowns and the <clears throat> vaccine mandates and everything and just live with the virus. Well, and it's about me, time. Makes, yeah, it makes the most sense. Actually, I would have preferred that uh, when, after, after I had the two-week lockdown to uh, think about it. Um, that, was my, that was my solution back then was just, yeah, yeah. live with it because... There's not much you can do about it. Yeah. And the alternative is right untenable. You can't, you, you know, you, you can try to like go COVID zero like, like New Zealand and Australia. Yeah. And then that's, you know, like both of those countries have fallen. Like I've said that on here before. Australia has fallen. New Zealand has fallen. I don't want any part of that here at all. All right. Headlines. Go for it. All right. Headline. Entire police department abandons their job permanently and town doesn't descend into chaos. A headline, New York police department sees illicit camper vans used for Airbnb rentals in Manhattan. A headline, charity rescues so much food from landfills. It opens a pay what you feel grocery store to share tons of produce. Uh, that would have been a good one if KS were here because that one, you know, the economic impact that he's, more competent to speak on um, headline as cops tell residents to shoot suspect in manhunt police mistake man for suspect and put him in the hospital uh, headline, I I saw that one <laughs> saw that one? okay I'll move that one to the top then we can do that one uh, headline after family's home burns down government evicting them from the RV they're living in to rebuild I definitely saw that one <laughs> okay I'll move that one to the front then. We'll do those two. Uh, headline, the fortune of the commons. This would have been another one good for chaos. Uh, why are there still blueberries in the field? Uh, headline, the excessive unjust enforcement of petty traffic laws causes too many Americans to lose, lose their driver's license. I'm going to move that one to like not the tippy top front because I, I'm technically in that category. Uh, did I click down twice? And finally, headline, uh, establishment now advocating lockdowns not to save you from COVID, but from climate change. Don't. Eh? All right. So let's do this one. Uh, cop tells residents to shoot suspect in a manhunt. Police mistake man for the suspect. Put him in the hospital. Uh, Florida man, apparently. Callahan, Florida. Uh, currently in Florida, there is a $54,000 reward for information leading to the cap capture of Patrick McDowell, an ex-Marine who is on the run after allegedly killing a sheriff's deputy during a traffic stop. The area is on high alert as Nassau County Sheriff Bill Leeper urged them on Monday to kill McDowell uh, if he comes near their home. Blow him out the door, Leeper told residents of the rabid animal who shot Deputy Joshua Moyers on Sunday. And this was last week's Sunday, I guess, because this was uh, just earlier this week. I got this article. Mr. Leeper said, if you're at home and he breaks in your home and you have a gun, blow him out the door because he's like a rabid animal. He will kill you. 
McDowell, according to the Florida Times Union, has a history of depression, seizures, excuse me, and post-traumatic stress syndrome, and had previously been committed for psychiatric help. Described as a weapons and survival expert, locals who know him agree that he is extremely dangerous. He's very much a survivalist, and he's been military trained on survival and weapons use. So he's very accomplished at survival and being unrecognized. Uh, Del Angelo, a weapons instructor who trained McDowell when he worked as a security guard, told WJXT News. Hundreds of officers from surrounding departments have joined in on the search, and like previously, uh, previous manhunts in which cops are looking for a cop killer, many of these officers have disregarded the safety of innocent citizens in the heat of the moment. Matthew Thompson, an innocent man who lives in the search area, found this out the hard way on Sunday when he was beaten within an inch of his life and hospitalized. Thompson, who like other residents is on alert that there's a killer loose in his town, had been on the lookout for McDowell when he and his uncle were burning yard debris. Thompson said he went outside to check the fire Sunday evening when he was swarmed by cops and savagely beaten. For good measure, the 10 cops who pounced on Thompson also released a dog that mauled the innocent man's arm. Next thing I know, I had a dog on my arm and about 10 cops beating me up, Thompson told First Coast News. After they beat him, Thompson was kidnapped, but he was so badly injured that police could not bring him to jail. He was brought to the hospital instead where he would stay for the next two days. His ear was torn during the beating. He also suffered multiple lacerations to his face and multiple broken ribs. Instead of apologizing to the Thompson, uh, to Thompson and his family, Nassau County Sheriff's Office spokesperson Ashley Spicer released a statement claiming Thompson fit the description of McDowell, a white man with a beard and tattoos. So deputies attacked him when they thought they saw him run and hide in a van. Uh, interjecting for a moment here, I guess all white men with beard and tattoos look the same, right? That's mm -hmm. all it takes. Uh, back to the article. They accused me of being in the van and stuff, Thompson said. Then they finally found out the truth and turned me loose at the hospital. They took the handcuffs off me and told me to leave. Amazing enough, Thompson is still rooting for the cops. I hope they catch the guy, to be honest with you, because he will hurt more people, innocent people. It don't matter. I believe he will hurt anybody said Thompson. <laughs> As stated above, cops in a manhunt oftentimes disregard innocent lives in search for someone who dared attack the police. As we reported before at 5 a.m. on February 27, 2013, Emma Hernandez and her daughter, uh, Margie Carranza, narrowly escaped with their lives as a gang of thugs fired over 100 bullets into their vehicle without warning. As glass flew cutting uh, into Carranza, Hernandez instinctively used her body as a shield to protect her daughter from the unexpected hail of bullets. Suffering two gunshot wounds to her back, one of which narrowly missed the woman's spine in the process. When gunfire finally ceased, the shocked and traumatized women were ordered to exit their pickup truck by their would-be murderers, eight Los Angeles police officers. Why did you shoot us? Hernandez demanded. Rather than offer an apology or even render first aid, the officers who had just peppered the women's vehicle and the Torrance neighborhood with 107 bullets refused an explanation and simply summoned paramedics. Without provocation or even bothering with verifying the identities of the vehicle's occupants, just like they did with Thompson, those LAPD officers inexplicably assumed the two Hispanic women, 71-year-old Hernandez and her daughter, were actually one 33-year-old African-American male, Christopher Dorner. Uh, end of the article, and you can look up that story if you want to know more about Christopher Dorner. So, yeah, not even, not even the same one there. Um, but your thoughts on this one, uh, MC... My general question is like, 
I, I, again, I'm not a big fan of the police and I am a big fan of like private defense, but should the cops be telling residents to shoot at suspects? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's actually, that's like asking, should the government? And the answer is always no, but well, of course the answer is no, <laughs> which is, biz- which is why it's bizarre that they offered that to begin with. Right. Like yeah. what, are, what are, what are they trying to get, you know, usually they don't like the heroes, right? Like if, if you're, a, if you're a hero in a, in a gun, in a gun battle, uh, there, there's a possibility and there's articles to, to support this, that the cops will shoot you as well. Right. For, for just being there wrong place, wrong time kind of a thing. And they don't, they don't know who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. So they've got this, you know, guy on the loose and they're like, yep, white man, beard and tattoos. If you see him, shoot him, you know? <laughs> I go, okay. That's bizarre, right? Usually they don't, they, usually they don't want you involved. Is it because that he, he killed a, a police officer? Then like all bets are off, right? Yeah, probably. Okay. But even so, right, you, you run into situations like this, right? Like the, the cops in this case, all 10 of them are likely going to get away with it, right? It'll be, it'll be nice of to course. follow this article, but they're likely going to get away with it. If you, the average citizen, had mistaken this gentleman for the actual criminal, right, and acted, uh, I'm going to say, as a deputized citizen, right, because the cop said shoot him, um, I don't, you, almost guaranteed you would not be extended the same uh, courtesy, right, the, the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the yeah. immunity from that like you would be you would then be the bad guy jailed prosecuted right criminal court civil case whatever for assaulting this man and hospitalizing him um because you don't you don't have that qualified immunity that the police are going to get in this case most likely Mm -hmm. so even if the police give you that advice right why would you take it why would you yeah why would you put yourself at risk um you know i'm trying trying to hunt down this ex-marine with survival skills and PTSD, right? <laughs> it's, it almost seems like the police are uh, wary, I guess, or maybe even scared of apprehending this guy on their own, right? Like, I don't want to approach this fucking Rambo, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ex-military, it's, it's, PTSD. It's, it's, it's rational. It's rational. And if he already killed a cop, then, yeah, it's rational. right. right. So they're, they're too scared to do their job and go get this rabid animal off the streets themselves. And so they're like, nope, you guys handle it, right? You, average everyday citizen who owns a firearm, right? You go duel it out with this guy and then we'll clean up the mess afterwards. So, you know, it's, it's a double whammy of bizarre for me that they, would, that they would suggest it, number one, that anyone would follow it, number two, and I guess a triple whammy, um, how ironic it was that even after giving those instructions that they were the ones uh, who fell for the case of mistaken identity. Oh, and quadruple whammy. Why the hell is this guy still on their side? Right? Yeah. It's pretty insane. This, 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 uh, this rabid animal, uh, I believe he will hurt more people. Unlike the 10 cops that just fucking mauled you. Right. And unleashed a dog on you. Right. Like they're the ones that should be caught and put down for that behavior. Right, like yeah. that's the appropriate enemy, right there in this particular case. 
Yeah. I'm I'm actually very against the use of dogs. Um <laughs> Yeah. It's just you know, if you're gonna hurt me, just shoot me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Especially because it didn't. See, it's not like he was putting up a fight, right? right? And they almost never are. I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, in in this case, he like he fit the description, right? And 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 but they just attacked him, right? Mm -hmm. He was like, I was, I walked outside my house, and he was swarmed and beaten, right? Not put up yeah. your hands. Yeah. Not who are you? Not identify yourself, right? You know, just bam, um, yeah. yeah. And again, I, I think I've shared this story maybe maybe only once on this. Like when I was in college, I once fit the description. Like when I was when I when I actually was innocent of certain things. Um, but at the, you know at that time it was much more respectful. Uh, I guess as much as it can be, like from the cop side. Like I was I was walking I was in, at, from my apartment. I was walking back um, to class uh, during college, and you know I like fit the description so he pulled me over you know asked me you know questioned me i wasn't smart enough to like not you know answer questions at the time i'm like i don't know what the fuck you know you're talking about but here's here's my school id i'm going my way back to class and for a while i actually had a note from the cop like on the cop's business card like please excuse rich for being late to class he was like assisting in an investigation <laughs> and i kept that for like i think i lost it in one of my many moves um but i had it i had it for a long time just you know like here, and I had to go take an exam too. That was the fucking even more stressful part. Like here, professor, here's why I'm, you know I'm a few minutes late for this thing. Fucking cops, man. Um, <laughs> but if if the if I fit the description of a guy who would just like kill the cop, right? That could have turned out far worse than just being questioned by you know a relatively uh, peace officer at the time, right? Like I, yep. you know, my you my don't want that. yeah, my opinion of cops had definitely changed over the years, but I. At in the moment, like this guy wasn't too bad, um, but yeah, but it could it could have been worse. Like you know, if some if somebody else had done something more heinous than what that dude had done, and I fit the description, like that could have been a miserable afternoon for me. Yeah. Just the cool the cool thing about being a white dude with a beard and tattoos is that um, <clears throat> if if you find out that's the description that they're, they're looking for, all you have to do is shave off your beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you might do that after you, you know, killed a cop or, uh, you know, trying to evade. And, and didn't they say he's an expert at evasion? I mean, yeah. Is his is his beard going to help him evade the cops, or or would he go? Uh, maybe I'll just shave it off. Yeah, <laughs> knowing having grown out my beard and then shaved it and and been unrecognizable to very close people, right? Like it's a huge <laughs> fucking difference. Oh, it's so. definitely <laughs> so. Have I ever done that to you? Like, have you ever like? I I think I did, but I've I've seen you both ways anyway. So okay. yeah, it's yeah, not a big but, deal to me. But, it, but if you see me one way, and then the very next day you see me the other way, it's yeah. it's a, such a significant difference. That mm -hmm. um, yeah, like first thing though, and ironically enough, when I was when I fit the description, it's part of it was because I had a goatee. Like it was like you know mm -hmm. white dude baseball cap goatee. Like, all right, yeah, you got me. If that's all you guys are going <laughs> off of, you got me. <laughs> White dude goatee baseball cap. Yep, I'm, you know, I'm clearly not that guy, but hey, we all look alike, apparently. Um, but yeah, the, the the beard thing too. Like, I'll, I'll grow up my beard for, you know, months, sometimes years at a time, and then just clean shave overnight. And it's significant. So survival expert trying to be like incognito, 
right? Even in the movies, right? Haircut, beard, hair dye, something like, ah, we're not looking for that guy anymore. Uh, but in reality, it's a huge difference, especially if you know who you're looking for, right? You have an expectation of how they're going to look. Um, and if he's an evasion expert, yeah, he's, you know, I want to say long gone by this point, if they haven't caught him already, you know, th- this article was dated September 28th. Um, we're recording on October 2nd. So, you know, I don't have an update there. Uh, there's no update to this particular article. Um, so I have no idea what happened to the, the actual manhunt. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, if, if, if he's that much of an expert, he, he gone. All right. Moving on. Uh, yeah. All right. After family's home burns down, government evicting them from RV they're living in to rebuild. Indiana, South Bend. Imagine for a moment that the home you've lived in for decades caught fire and your belongings and irreplaceable family heirlooms are gone forever. Sadly, this is the reality for nearly 400,000 Americans every year and Suzanne Afolabi became one of them in May. Unfortunately... Because government does what government does, Awful Lobby's house burning down was only the beginning of her nightmare. After her family's house burned down in May, her insurance company provided her with an RV that she could live in on her property until her home was rebuilt. She and her husband and their grandson lived in the RV while the home was being repaired. That is until a neighbor complained. We're just temporary out here in this camper. It's not permanent until we get the house built, uh, Awful Lobby told WNDU. However, when an apparently heartless and vindictive neighbor reported Afalabi's RV, which was set up on her own property to the local authorities, government turned the family's bad dream into a nightmare. He came out and told me that I couldn't be here, Afalabi said of the zoning board inspector who told her she had to move the RV off of her own property. However, there was a glimmer of hope when the zoning tyrant told her that she could get a variance on the RV and it would be no problem. But when she asked for one, the board refused to grant it. When WNDU reached out to the zoning board to confirm this asininity, they unapologetically responded by telling the reporter that the trailer is actually a recreational vehicle and cannot be a permanent home due to zoning codes, despite the fact that it is not a permanent home. Right. It's a, what were those false choices? Yeah. Type things. Yeah. It's, it's right there in the definition, man. Uh, Afalabi said the stress of being forced to move her RV off her property has since caused her health problems saying she has stomach flu from being upset. Literally my hair has really grayed from this. I've had depression. I mean, you lose a home you've lived in for 56 years, adding to the insidious nature of the government carrying out the sick desires of Afalabi's heartless neighbor, is the fact that there are campers in the yards of other residents, but she said the zoning board is targeting her specifically. You've got to be fair. If you're going to do something, do it for everybody, and it is a small town, which in some ways are good, but in other ways we've got our own town council, our zoning boards. They have to quit favoritism, and they have to stop taking rumor. They need to find fact, Afalabi says. Uh, Afalabi now has a hearing on October 11th to learn her final fate, of whether or not she can live in a temporary home on her own property while she rebuilds the house she grew up in, as if this should even be an issue for others to decide. Uh, that's the end of the article. A uh, short one. So yeah, I, I really like that. And that's part part of the, the problem of having government is, well, 
where where are these people that are supposed to be smart and make good decisions coming from? You know, so you have this small town. Obviously, you have a, a smaller basket of potential you know people that that could possibly run other people's lives. Um, and then they do something like this, and 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 what do you do? Like, <laughs> they're they're the boss, right? <laughs> they say you can't yeah. do it. They're gonna find you, take your property, <laughs> and, and take you to jail. Uh, and, and that's the petty tyrantism of like small town councils, right? right? They're not they're not good enough to you know be big tyrants in on a larger scale. So they they maximize their power over you on the with the very small scale and the very little power that they do have. Right. Yeah, and and for and for absolutely no reason and nobody's benefit too. That's yeah. the, that's the sad thing. It's it's just being a dickhead neighbor, right? You obviously well, saw the yeah, house burn. You're right there. Yeah, I mean the the neighbor obviously is at fault, but that's not even the, the bigger issue. I mean, yeah. wow. I mean, because it, if it was somebody like me, I'd probably want to uh, retaliate against the neighbor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like burn their house down too. Like, oh, now we could both build our houses back. And you know, I would not fault her for doing that. Right. (laughs) Like I'm, you know, I'm not generally a nice guy. Two, two wrongs don't make a right, but you know, at some point it's like, oh, well. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, you know, call, call me anti-libertarian. Right. But I'm, you know, I'm all for stuff like that. Right. (laughs) Like, you know, to, to me, if you can't get justice, get revenge. Uh, and she's obviously not going to get justice from the town council when it comes to like the dispute with the neighbor. So, you know, I'm, if, if that were to happen, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to suggest it or recommend it officially. Uh, but if it were well, to happen, and, like, and you know, I don't either. It. It's not that I, I, I want that to happen. I just think it would be funny. No, I totally yeah. want that to happen. Like I'm, I'm totally in favor of it happening. I just can't officially like condone it, I guess. You know what I mean? Okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not going to shed a tear for the neighbor if, you know, if arson would befall them, I guess, is, you know, is my point. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, just, you know, so, so again, small scale, but at work um, the other day, uh, a, a lady came in and, you know, she went up to her unit and she punched her code in for the gate and then, like, you know, another customer drove in behind her, right? Which, whatever, man. Like, it, you know, we're so out of the way, and my my uh, site is, like, fairly secure that I don't have people trying to sneak in through the gate who don't belong there, right? You really have to go out of your way to try to sneak in, and I have cameras. Um, so if people piggyback in, like, I don't care. Um, but she came down to the office to, like, to report it, right? It's like, I put in my code for the gate, and then these two trucks just followed right in after me you know mm-hmm. like what what should i do like are you gonna can you go up there and check on it i'm like eh, no probably not she's like well when i pull through the gate should i like should i pull up just enough and let the gate close behind me so they have to put in their code too and i told her straight i'm like no don't be a jerk just go about your business <laughs> you know this is this is not of a concern to you um and i i may have been a little coarse with her uh, because, you know, in our previous interaction, you know, leading up to that point, um, she was telling me, you know, the story about uh, her landlords and her apartment and, you know, how the landlord was supposed to get an inspection, but the landlord didn't get an inspection 
So she hired her own inspector to do the inspection for the landlord. And then, you know, the landlord retaliated by raising her rent. I go, so she's a fucking busybody, right? Like she just doesn't, doesn't know where her lane is and, or, and, or chooses not to stay in it. Um, so when she comes down and goes like, should I, should I block people from entering the facility? I go, no, don't be a jerk. Just, you know, I'll handle it. If they're doing something nefarious, right? Let me know or let the cops know. But if they simply went through the gate because it was open, right? Like, let it be, man. Same with this neighbor, right? Don't be a fucking jerk. Don't be a dickhead. You saw the house burn. That's bad enough. You know, let the lady live in the camper. And you can probably see the construction on the house right or the teardown or whatever phase they happen to be in and you know if, if you have to add, if you have to talk to your neighbor like you know according to the article the rv was provided by the insurance company right so so this seems like to me standard operating procedure that happens four hundred thousand times a year in america at least uh, according to the article right where they go okay house burned down insurance company's got you covered here's the money to rebuild the house Here's the RV you can live in while the house is being rebuilt and you know, shit happens. That's why you buy insurance, right? And you want to be a dickhead neighbor going like, Oh, you can't park the RV there. You can't park the RV there because it's a temporary structure that you can't permanently live in. Or how did they word that over here? (laughs) I'm trying to find it there. Right. It's really weird. It was really weird. Uh, the trailer is actually a recreational vehicle and cannot be a permanent home due to the zoning code, despite the fact that it is not a permanent home. So they were, so she, they thought, you know, you can't have an RV there as a permanent home. Um, I don't know. It's, again, it's, it's, it's weirdly worded and a catch 22, right? So if it's a permanent home, you can't have it cause it's an RV, but it's not a permanent home. So, so you can't have it because it's not a permanent home. Right. Like, Okay. So now, so now what? You got to have the trailer hauled to the nearest RV park or trailer park. No, you, what you have to do is is pull it out of there like once a week, so you can prove. Look, I'm not permanently living here. Well, yeah, but that's that's part of it, right? That I think that was part of the issue was she's not permanently living there, so the RV couldn't be there, right? That's the right, weird. So it's it, a weirdness. It, of so the you word. have to figure out what their definition of permanent is. Yeah. It's like. That's well, maybe it's because they think, well, that's her only home. And so that means that's what they think permanent is. Like you have to live somewhere and it yeah. has to be in a home, not an RV. Uh, right. But I think the variant, I think it's not clear in the article, but I think the variance would have been like to, to zone the RV as a permanent structure so that you could live there temporarily while the actual structure is being built. I don't know. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, just change the rules for her. You know, you can live in your RV until your house is fixed. That's what, that's what she was asking for, (laughs) which seems reasonable and they should have no say, right? It's her land, her home being rebuilt, her insurance company provided RV. I kind of, I do understand from the point of like the neighborhood saying, we don't want people living in RVs in this neighborhood for whatever reason. I understand that. Okay. Um, Maybe I don't think it's right, and maybe I'd choose not to live in that neighborhood, but I get it. You know, and like the street I live on, no parking on the street. Well, (laughs) okay, but that's, 
I don't know if that's a neighborhood thing. That's a that's a like a property management thing. Like you, you well, like sure, a homeowners association kind of a thing. It, well, I do live in a homeowners association, but right. it it could be a, a neighborhood uh, board or you know more. What do you call it? I don't know. I think this could, is more like could, a town council. It could be a town count town council that comes up with they they do that all the time regulations. Okay. Sure, you have yeah. to you mm-hmm. have you have to cut your lawn. I understand it. Like whatever that doesn't bother me so much i mean you, you, but you can choose to avoid those things um but you can't really choose to avoid your 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 house uh catching on fire you know an emergency that is right you know that you didn't have anything to do with it doesn't so. seem like she had an intention on living in an rv after being in the same house for 50, for 56 years right right like that's that would not be a cons- like if i was looking at the the homeowners association or the town council and they go like well you're not allowed to live in an RV over here. I go, okay, fine. I have no, I have no plans, no, no plans on living in an RV over here. I've got, I've got the house. See the house? I'll be living in there. You know, if I park right. the RV on my property because I own it and I want to go on road trips, yeah. is that, does that so count? It's, it's really weird that they, they, for some reason, they conflate the word permanent with the fact that she's only living in the RV temporarily. Yes. You know, that's, that's the weird part. Um, I think people, I think people in government do that a lot and, um, particularly on, on the left, they want to redefine words into things they don't mean. And that's, I think a bit, one of the reasons why the U S is going down, they, they can't follow the constitution. They had to reinterpret things that aren't in there that ought not be reinterpreted. (laughs) Right. Because it's a law. It's the literally the law of the land. Yeah. And uh, you have to make a new law to change the law. And that's, that's the, you know, the process of, uh, you know, the amendments. And so, you, it, you, you know, judges don't have the right to reinterpret things. <laughs> so let's, let's briefly touch on the Constitution for a moment since you brought it up. And I, I want to bring an objection to it. Um, as I was perusing show prep, you know, came across well, be, besides a, that it's just a piece of paper or no, no, no. Let me, let me, <laughs> okay. I, I, so I came across, you know, a thread on Reddit and it was basically like a foreign guy, uh, questioning why, um, right wingers put so much stock in the constitution. And the question, I, uh, forgive me for not phrasing it correctly. was basically like, what makes you think, you know, why do they hold the founders in such high regard? Um, what makes you think that they were right, that they were so right 200 years ago that nothing has changed since then, right? Like they, they wrote down the constitution. We follow the constitution and things will work out. Um, I know the amendment process is in place, but like when was the last time we had one of those? Um, mm-hmm. why, is, why is the constitution so good uh, 200 years after uh, it, was, it so, was written down? So obviously it's not perfect because people... Uh, have a hard time interpreting it themselves. Yeah, stupid people. <laughs> that pe- people have a hard time reading. That's um, the problem right there, reading comprehension. <laughs> you don't need to interpret it. It's right there. Just apply it the way it is written if you're one of those right. people. Right. Um, so people are easily confused uh, by other people's interpretations of it. Um, but, you know, besides pointing out how imperfect it is, um, what I guess we could say, what is good about it, right? That's kind of the question. Well, it, the 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 way the the way the redditor posed the question again, not being from the United States, right? He was a, he's a foreigner. Furners, 
um, was basically what makes you think they got it right 200 years ago and that nothing can be, there's like, there's no room for change of a 200 year old document. It's kind of like okay. religious in a respect, right? Cause you got, you got the Bible, you got the Quran. It was written down like, you know, millennia ago. And for some reason you just, that's what people follow to the letter. So why follow well, the constitution? That's exactly it. it. They don't follow it to the letter. So, um, <laughs> I think that's an assumption that they follow it to the letter. The only parts they follow to the letter are the parts about how they get elected and how they get power. Okay. That's it. Other than that, everything is open to just be removed. Okay. Uh, free speech? No, nah, doesn't matter. <laughs> so if, if that's the case, then the constitutionalists, as the rhetoric post, you know, said like the right wingers, um, why hold the document in such high regard? Like, is there something to the document, you know, that, that if it were followed to the letter is actually valuable um, in some way? Well, I don't, this would be a very long conversation. Okay. Um, well, you got a couple of minutes. Summarize. It, well, <laughs> summarize. <laughs> I, th I think if, if historically, if you look at how, how it came to be. And, and maybe the, the U S constitution isn't the best thing. Some people like the articles of confederation more, right? Yep. Um, but what brought that about? Well, is the declaration of independence. So I think if you look at it from that point of view, it says all the, the flaws of previous attempts at government and says, we're not going to do those. Like we're, we're risking our lives, uh, and our fortunes and everything. Life, liberty, and sacred fortunes. Yeah, to to try this out. Um, and that's why. So, I mean. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. They're, they're probably the uh, most intelligent, brave people um, on the planet at the time. And they had some good ideas, so people should listen to them. Okay. So where, okay. So where the hell are the highly intelligent, brave people on the planet now to scrap that thing, restart it. I think that was the beauty of those particular founding documents, right? It's like, if we screw this up, you know, fix it, right? Alter or abolish, start anew. Right. And that's, that's one of the things that you, you, one of the ways you can tell that we've strayed so far is that the, you know, the people in power say, well, we, we can't abolish this. It's, it's, it's too big to fail. You know, I was like, no, it's actually not. No, and it's going to fail. <laughs> yeah. And it's right in there. When it starts to fail, fix it. Alter or abolish. Right. You f feel free to and, scrap everything and start anew. And that's part of the problem is uh, they were altering things when at, at times when it wasn't really failing. So it was a lot of, I mean, what can, what can you do? Power consolidates and it grows and it, changes things in his favor and grows more. And so, I mean, I would actually prefer the constitution as it was without any alterations. Okay. Like no amendments, <laughs> like no bill of rights. Um, eh. So, I mean, cause when you say without these... alteration, those are the alterations, my friend. <laughs> well, No, I, I, I get the Bill of Rights, but okay. <laughs> a, a lot of the things in the Bill of Rights are, what do you call them? Um, not truism, but uh, oh, I can't remember the word. Things that shouldn't have to be said because... Self-evident? 
Uh, no, there's a, there's a different word for it, but um, it's, you know, let, let's take uh, the First Amendment, right? Sure. There's nothing in the Constitution that says that the government can uh, stop free speech or stop speech at all. Like, okay. That's not what the government is there for. It says in the Constitution what the government is there for, and that's all it's there for. And okay. so you can't say... You can't say that the government all of a sudden can create an organization to regulate speech when it's not in there. And okay. if you can't if you can't change the constitution to make this happen, then well then you can't regulate free speech. So uh, a lot of things in there shouldn't have to be said. The reason they put the Bill of Rights in there is because they knew uh, people are stupid and they'll make up shit. So <laughs> right, right. So you, th- so you think the Bill of Rights and the amendments are somewhat redundant um, as they, right. as, or unnecessary as they prohibit things that the government did not have the uh, authority to do in the original writing of the Constitution? Of course. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because it says what the powers of the government are in, you know, in I think, Article 1, Section 8. Right. Those are the powers. That's it. And okay. You don't get any more. So... Like <laughs> there shouldn't be any debate. You know, uh, yeah, I I hear you. I don't I don't have a, a valid rebuttal, aside from the fact that what we've seen them use here, uh, up you know in in this world today, is back doors to granting themselves more power. Right, like they've right. expanded which, the definition of general welfare, which they, which they predicted would happen, and that's why they say right. alter or abolish it. Understood. And, and the, the or abolish it part should be the part people should be focusing on. And highlighted. Great. And, and, and considering, like, right. at what point, and now we're, we're getting to this point in the U.S. Uh, oh, yeah. There's, there's some polls about, uh, you know, the left and the right actually wanting to secede from each other. Yeah. Um, Fingers crossed so in my lifetime. Exactly. It, I mean, it might not be the best thing for our lives, but it'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. May you live in interesting times. Right. <laughs> like here's the thing i don't it may not be that this is like the short-term long-term view right it may not be the best short-term plan or outcome right but long-term it's got to be better than the current plan or the current path yeah. right and a, people people that make predictions are usually wrong but um but th- this this uh experiment can't go on forever as far as especially when you're talking about Federal Reserve yeah. and uh, consolidation of power and uh, re- redefining words constantly and yep. uh, thousands of pages of tax documents that nobody can read. 200, uh, yeah. th- 232 pages or something like that of the spending bill, the one point some odd trillion dollar spending bill. What's in there? I got to pass it to find out. So yeah, coming, yeah. coming to an end, hopefully in my lifetime, but much like we discussed uh, last week with KS a little bit on you know, the, the short-term burden of doubling the population of a given geographic area versus the long-term productive value of adding those you know, productive members of society to that area um, once the market starts to figure it out, right? Like if, if you abolish the government, there could be early chaos, right? And I'm cool with that. Because I don't, I don't necessarily, much like COVID, I don't really mind the chaos too much. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to survive the chaos. Like, I, I bet my life that I would survive the chaos. Um, the short-term chaos, 
right? As the markets and individuals start to figure things out on their own so that we can reap the long-term benefits of having abolished that particular government, right? That's over us. And I was, I was, I was talking to someone and they were, you know, talking about, you know, how they're, you know, they're, they're raising their child or whatever. And they think that they're going to be like, you know, a, a benevolent, a benevolent leader I go, or a benevolent ruler. And I go, eh, still a ruler, man. Like I don't, I would, st- <laughs> I would still oppose your petty little tyrant, even at age four. Right. Like I don't want any part of that ever, even if they would be good. The fact that they're going to be a ruler, presumably over me is something I will fight against now. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe there is a difference between, um, I, I'm, I'm trying to process this in my mind as I'm going, but, um, when it comes to government, a government that is really worried about what I'm doing as an individual, um, and you know, not doing it for the collective good, I guess, I don't know how to say this, but, um, Basically, there, there's a level of government which I think is acceptable, even even if I don't want it. But there's, uh, like, if there was a government that I could move to right now or a place where a government exists that left me alone for the most part and just worried about doing the stuff that governments are, you know, supposed to do, I guess. What are they supposed to do? You know? I don't know. Courts, Court. cops, and roads? Yeah. Sure. If they were just doing that, and not worried about what I'm putting into my body or what I'm doing on my property or, you know, many other things, um, then I wouldn't care. I wouldn't even, you know, I would be not talking about this stuff. I'd be talking about uh, technology and video games and movies and whatever else. And that would be Um, the beauty of moving to that place is your mind is then free to focus on other things, right, of higher value. So when the secession happens and... Uh, the right, let's say that the right wing uh, constitutionalists, uh, you know, split off <laughs> and they implement basically the constitution as it was originally implemented. Would that be good enough for you? Would you be like, oh yeah, that's, that's a much better place to live. Uh, I don't know if it'd be good enough for me, but having moved uh, to New Hampshire from Hawaii for a little bit better, uh, I would highly consider moving again for a little bit better. Right, because a little bit better is a good starting point to continue the process to absolute freedom. Right, there there are places where you have no shot at this at all in you know yours or any number of generational lifetimes, and then there are areas that are improving, and you go like, man, eh, maybe, maybe we have a shot at it here, and I would rather be in one of those places where it's a possibility that can be worked towards rather than an impossibility where you're stuck in. Right. Like I got, you know, my mom, um, listens to, uh, I send her the episodes when I'm on free talk live and she listened to an episode that I did several weeks ago. And she's like, I was a little upset when you said like Hawaii should just like fall into the ocean. And I go, you had your <laughs> warning, ma. Right? Like I've told, I've told you like so many times, get the fuck out of there and you don't listen. <laughs> right. So, you know, that's how I feel. And you can, you can either ride the ship down with that Titanic or get on one of the first lifeboats out. It's kind of up to you at this point. You, you don't get sympathy for me when you're drowning after I've told you like, you know, dozens of times to get on the lifeboat kind of a thing. So whatever. Well, the good thing is just because you want Hawaii to fall into the ocean uh, doesn't mean it will. So <laughs> it's, 
Uh, Hawaii is, is actually kind of resilient because of its position, its uh, uh, theft from taxpayers from the other 49 states because we, we get more than we pay. Um, so if, if the U.S. Fails, That's one reason why Hawaii will never secede. Because they're oh, yeah. they're not self sufficient enough, and they don't have enough trade partners or natural resources well, we, of their own. We certainly could be. We're in a great position to do that, but um, people are okay with just getting by with the help from our yeah. friends. <laughs> Welfare helps a lot, man. Keeps people in line. <laughs> yeah. You cut off that lifeline, and all of a sudden, people become real productive and real creative, real fucking. Oh quick. yeah, yeah. I mean, we used to have a, a vibrant uh, sugar and pineapple export. And yeah. No, we don't. No, you don't. It's going, to take, it's going to take time to build that back if the secession movement ever went through there. All right. Final thoughts? Nope. Thanks. All right. That'll do it for us. You guys know where to find us. Anarchistexperience.com. On Telegram, t.me slash anarchistexperience or t.me slash theanarchistexperience. And if you'd like to contribute to the show financially, you can do so through Patreon. Patreon.com slash theanarchistexperience. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.